Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about the Skeleton Warrior. Okay, so as we said before the introduction, we're here with a slightly later than usual monster episode. And today, as per the result of our Twitter poll, we're going to be looking at the Skeleton Warrior as first seen in the first edition AD&D Fiend Folio. So, love, what does the Fiend Folio say about the Skeleton Warrior? So, this is a very rare creature. Undead Lord of the 10th or 15th level. Previously a powerful fighter. Yeah, I was going to say, when I was looking at this early, you know, it says 10th to 15th level. Mm-hmm. At first I thought, oh, character character level, you know, that you would sort of face down with them. But then I thought, they don't really do that in ad and So I wondered if it actually means, like, the dungeon level you'd, like, meet them at. I would have just assumed it would be a suitable Cause monsters didn't challenge really... for people at those levels. Yeah, if you look at the XP... Yeah, if you look at the XP level there, yeah, I suppose it does say 10th to 15th level, yeah. See, I was thinking it was interesting, because I know quite a lot of them, you, you sort of get um, random encounter tables in 1st edition AD&D, which are like, related to dungeon levels. Mm-hmm. So, they are connected to a golden circlet. Their sole reason for remaining on this plane of existence is to find the circlet that contains their soul. Okay. There's then two or three paragraphs about the person who's in control of the circlet and exactly what they can and can't do while in control of the circlet which pretty much boils down to while it's on your head you can't do anything apart from control the skeleton warrior okay you can actively control it or passively control it if you're passively controlling it it just stands there, but you can move and fight and cast spells. If not, you just stand there, but you can use its body to move and okay. you can see through its eyes. If the skeleton warrior gets more than 240 feet away, you lose control. The circlet comes off your head, you lose control. If you're still holding it, but it's not on your head... Okay but you've given it some clear instructions that don't involve going more than 240 feet away, it will continue carrying out that task. Okay. So like the last commands it was given, basically. If any of that breaks and and you lose control of it, it's one and only thing that it will do is to go straight towards you, attempt to kill you, and get the circlet off you. As soon as it touches the circlet, it disappears. Its treasure's not particularly good. It's just got standard weapons and armour, and the weapons aren't magical. Now, I seem to recall it as like a fairly feisty magic resistance. It does indeed, 90%. And if I remember correctly as well, it also can't be turned. And like, I think low-level creatures, I think it's... Five hit dice or less, sort of like automatically flee from it. So even if like it's only got like a plus three to hit and it's not dealing out ridiculous amounts of occult damage, the fact that any low level creature will pretty much run away from it, your cleric would normally be your first port of call when you've got a rampage and undead. They're no use. 
and the mage, who you might be like, if you've got a reasonable mage, or lay some like hellfire down on him or some magic missiles, he's got a 90% chance of shrugging it off. So mm-hmm. I think they're almost like in a sort of T2 style, the main danger of the skeletal warrior is it just keeps going. Like, mm-hmm. and it'll whittle you down eventually, and you've just got to hope that, like, you can either regain control of it, escape from it, or you can just somehow get lucky and take it out. Well, the lesson here seems to be don't control it in the first place. Don't well, yeah. be between it and that circlet. I seem, I seem to remember that, and I might be wrong, so feel free to correct me, is that if you pick up, like, the circlet and you're not aware of what it is... So you're not commanding it. That also activates the skeletal warrior to come and get you. Well, that may be in the second edition version. So it says that if someone comes into the... Not right now, Phantom, thank you. It says that if someone comes into possession of the circlet and doesn't recognise its significance, he's unaware that the skeletal warrior is tracking it. To establish control, he must not only put the circlet on his head... Must be able to see the skeleton warrior and concentrate on establishing control over the creature. So there you go. You see, if so, you're like searching through a treasure chest and you're like, "Oh, there's a big gold ring here. Oh, I'll just took that in my backpack and like take take it for some treasure." You might not be aware there's some like skeleton warrior with like a mad on for like killing you and getting his circle back pursuing you. On the other hand, I suspect that under the circumstances, any good GM would allow you to hand it over to him without him insta-killing you. Well, I don't think he'd insta-kill you, but uh, I, I caught, looking at the fella there in the little black-and-white picture, and he's a skeleton in, like, chain mail and, like, big sword and whatever, I can't picture him exactly, like, rocking up and, like, negotiating. I don't know. I thought his face looked a bit like Death of Discworld. You know? <laughs> yeah, a skull, <laughs> like a skeleton. Right, so, is there anything else in the Fiend folio? So... The thing that I wanted to draw attention to here is that it doesn't say how this is created in the first place, where it well, comes from. It, it does give some hints in there, because it says um, their souls were bound in by an evil demigod into the golden circlet. It's not much of an explanation, but... Now, after the Fiend Folio, the only other appearance I've been able to find in the sort of classic D&D of the skeleton where I couldn't find anything in 5th ed, anything in 4th ed, couldn't even find anything in 3rd ed, apart from like fan-made stuff. The only other appearance I can find for it in actual D&D is the 2nd ed AD&D Monster Manual. And if we look at that, it's got pretty much the same stats, to be honest. You know, it's still got the 90% magic resistance, etc. One interesting thing is it's changed the origin slightly, so it says that they're forced into this nightmarish state by powerful wizards or evil demigods. So whereas before it was like only demigods can make these, now evil wizards can do it as well. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't give you like details of the spell or anything like that. The the finding the circlet controlling the skeletal warrior is pretty much the same. You know, you've got your active and passive modes. Uh, if you first come into possession of a circlet, you're unlikely to be aware the skeleton warrior is tracking you. You can establish control, etc. In this case, it specifically says the skeleton warrior continues to approach, attempting to destroy the character and gain possession of the circlet. So in this, it clearly states that like, if you find that circlet, it doesn't matter if you know about it, that skeleton warrior is going to try and take you down and get that circlet. Normally, fight with two handed swords, whatever weapon they've got, they get plus three to their attack roll, like in the Fiend Folio. Um, we get 
the tiniest little waffer thin section on their habit and society saying they're usually found in the areas they died in their former life or where they were buried they normally have a sizable collection of treasure with the remnants of a lifetime of adventure and since they're preoccupied with getting their circlet back they're not bothered about protecting their treasure and then it says they're used as their controllers as bodyguards servants or workers since they're obsessed with their circlets and are undependable evil creatures and other undead seldom associate with them and they don't eat, sleep, or perform any other physiological functions, as you would expect from undead. Like I said, they've still got the magic resistance. They still can't be turned, and all that sort of good or bad, depending on what, if you're facing it or not, stuff out of the fiend folia. So, can we think of any interesting ways to use the the skeleton warrior in your game? I mean, like I say, the, the most obvious thing for me is it, you find the golden circlet in a treasure hoard, old um, skeleton warriors trying to track you down so maybe for whatever reason he can't just approach you directly so maybe for a few nights you like glimpse this figure off in the distance that always seems to be getting closer but like you you travel off on the next day maybe you're on horses so you're going faster but like, every time you stop you see him sort of in the distance like um like um mr james or that like, oh whistle and i'll come to you where he sees the spectre and it's always getting a bit closer every time he sees it maybe you can have the skeleton warrior like that to sort of build up the suspense you know it doesn't just rush straight in and start attacking you but like every time you bed down for the night like maybe the person who's on watch will be like oh, i swear i could have saw someone like in the mist and they're like a little bit closer and you can sort of play that on and on until the inevitable confrontation with the skeleton warrior and like you say, although it does say in the um, the monster manuals that like it'll try and kill you and get the circle off you, maybe if you if you like threw the circle on the ground in front of it, why would it attack you if it could just reach down and get the circle? So, so yeah, that would probably be s- sort of the story I'd be looking to do something where someone else has already got control of this creature, and it's about either you putting yourself between the creature and them because you care about that character for whatever reason or it's about you trying to get the creature out of the way long enough that you can break their control and let them deal with the the consequences yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i made the comparison to like terminator 2 early on and I think you could get a lot of fun and a lot of enjoyment from like really sort of like playing that up to the hill because let's face it Although, the, although the, the liquid metal Terminator in Terminator 2 is dangerous, it's not the main danger, is it? It's Skynet that like controls it. And you've got the same with the Skeletal Warrior. It's dangerous, but the person with the circle is the one controlling it. Whereas it's probably just because it's coming up towards Halloween and I'm feeling nostalgic, but I was thinking more of like Doug Jones in Hocus Pocus, where they raise up this zombie to do their bidding because they're evil witches and they raise him up and he can remember them from life and he hates them <laughs> see see the, th- the only thing with the skeleton warrior is like even if it did it wouldn't be able to do anything about it because it's controlled by the circler however obviously you're the gm you're in charge of your game what if like the circle has been damaged maybe like maybe every day it's used maybe there's like a one in ten chance it like doesn't work properly or whatever or maybe because it's damaged, it allows the skeleton warrior a bit of freedom. He still has to do what he's told and commanded, but maybe he can like do some other stuff as well. Like mm. then you could you could have that sort of scene where he's like 
attacking the player characters, but he's like telling them where he's going to swing his blows mm-hmm. so like they can avoid them because he's like, oh, if I don't kill these guys, maybe they can help me find the circler. But I've got to keep pursuing them and trying to kill them because I've been ordered to. But he didn't say how to kill them instantly. Mm-hmm. So if he's uh, trying to attack him, he's like, no, I'm going to swing right. Assuming they can talk, obviously it doesn't mention specifically. No, I'm going to swing left. Now you need to ride away from me very fast on horses. <laughs> and like, you can have this bizarre negotiation while they're attacking. But I'm going to drag it back to Terminator 2 because like, I love that idea. Because like, the, you know, the iconic scene in Terminator 2 where he runs after the car. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it Robert Patrick? Yeah. Who like runs after the car and he's like, the thing is, although he's like, looks like he's running fairly constantly, he never gets tired. So he keeps going. And I think the way it describes the skeleton warriors, they're exactly the same. They're undead. They never get tired. They're always focused on their one goal, which is to try and get their circlet. And like I say, Terminator 2, his goal is to kill John Connor. That's all he focuses on. And everything he does is to further that aim. And although it doesn't say specifically in there, I think depending on what orders you give the skeleton warrior, if you were like, go and kill these people... And the skeleton warrior has its intelligence, and it's like, oh well, well if I uh, if I collapse some boulders to like uh, cause an avalanche, that's going to help. That's going to funnel them into this area where I can kill them more easily. Surely it would do so because it's carrying out its orders. So I think you could do like a fantasy version of like Terminator with like this this unstoppable seemingly like thing just constantly pursuing them, always trying to get at them. And rather like the T2, you know, they throw weapons at it, they blow it up, they do all manner of stuff, and it just keeps on coming. Mm-hmm. So, like with a lot of these monsters, it becomes about like finding its weakness, which obviously we know for the skeleton warrior is the circlet. So, well, that's another element to it, of course. Once you've got this gribbly thing after you, how long does it take you to work out why? And that could be yeah. a whole story in itself. Yeah, exactly. And once you once you work out why it's after you, let's say it's been commanded to rather than you've got the circle. Because obviously if you've got the circle and you're like, oh, it's coming after this thing, like we said, I know it says it's trying to kill you, but surely if like the circle was between you and it, it would go for the circle at first because it's obsessed with it. So that's how you could avoid that. But if someone's commanded it to come and kill you and they've got the circle, even once you've worked out, it out, you've got to elude it for long enough to be able to find out who's got the circlet and either get it off them and give it to the skeleton warrior or find some other way to like dampen it. So you could have a whole like cat and mouse sort of chase where you're almost like a sort of ticking clock where you're doing an investigation trying to find out who's got the circlet and who's controlling it. But you can't afford to be too slow and sort of lackadaisical about it because if you take too long, oh, here comes the skeleton warrior again. Mm-hmm. So it could be used as almost like a prompt to like keep sort of moving a, an investigative scenario along, which I think could be quite cool, to be honest. And because it's so, like, nails, it's not like you're just going to, like, bounce into a combat with it and take it out very easily in a few rounds of combat, is it? Because your spells aren't going to do anything. Your cleric's not going to be turning it. Another interesting idea. You've got your evil wizard. He sent his skeleton warrior out after you. It's had to leave that 240 feet range. Yeah. But it's under orders to come back once it's killed you all. Something else happens to the evil wizard in the meantime. 
he drops dead. He's hidden the circlet somewhere. Skeleton Warrior's got no idea where it is. Until someone else finds it... He's going to be searching for it. He's going to be searching for it, but he doesn't know where it is. What's he doing in the meantime? And if he's already been after, say, your player group, what do they do when the thing that was rampaging after them suddenly turns around and goes like proper crazy all over the countryside looking for this circlet? Yeah, I think you could possibly do an interesting sort of spin on like a ghost story as well, where maybe a few people have like seen this this sort of figure lurking around. They don't know it's the skeleton warrior like, after the circlet. And the skeleton warrior is obsessed with the circlet, but if you've got nothing to do with it and you're not in its way, it doesn't sound from the descriptions in these two books like it's going to go out of its way to kill you just out of malice because it's too busy like thinking, where's the circlet? I've got to get the circlet. Got to get me mm-hmm. some of that sweet, sweet soul. So I think you could potentially, what if you had like the, a village causing the player characters and they're like, oh, we, we think our village is haunted. We keep seeing mm-hmm. this like this skeletal like figure knocking around. And then when the player characters do find it, maybe they, like you say, it, it was under the control. It was sent to come back to this village. The guy's dropped dead, but he's hidden the circlet. The skeleton's now looking around the, the village for the circlet. Maybe the player characters can help it. And like, if you're a, a good aligned cleric and you can see someone who's clearly been denied their peaceful rest in the afterlife, but you can't dismiss it to send it to the afterlife, maybe, I, I think if I was playing that cleric, mm-hmm. I probably would want to help it try and find the circlet. If you want to be a bit sort of on the self-serving side, maybe not just to put it to rest, but like if it gets frustrated while it's looking for it and it decides these villagers are getting in the way, Mm. what's going to happen so it's in everyone's best interest for it to find that circle as quickly as possible yep so that's it for our episode on the skeleton warrior who has a quality piece of artwork in the AD&D second ed monster manual looks a little bit like skeletal which I'm all in favour of we hope you've enjoyed this episode you get something out of it if you've got any suggestions thoughts on how a skeleton warrior could be used or you want to talk about how undead are used in your games or maybe suggest something for a future episode you can get in touch with us by leaving us a voicemail message on speakpipe there's a link in the description of this show or you can send us a message to oddrpgpodcast at gmail.com until we see you next time take care stay safe and keep gaming Bye.